One of the areas in which I tend to cause myself suffering and one of the areas of my life that I have identified as one of those that is an ongoing challenge from time to time is what I would refer to the tendency to think, and I want to emphasize again the word think, that something is wrong when I don't really know whether it is or not. I don't have any concrete evidence to show that there is anything wrong at the present time. Uh, it's just what I'm thinking that I'm feeling. And also to add on to that, and I've had a couple of experiences with this this week, and that is thinking that people are either upset, mad, or disappointed in me in some way, but I don't have any actual evidence or you know what they refer to as facts on the ground where everything is really happening to prove that someone is mad or disappointed in me. I had, and there again, the details aren't really important at all because that's just really a story, but I had a couple of those situations this week where I, you know, what I refer to as I caught myself indulging in speculative thoughts about, you know, and it's, and it's like I had unconsciously convinced myself that something was wrong uh, with a certain situation and that someone was either, you know, mad at me upset with me or disappointed in me, and it was a, just a couple of distinct situations. But it could really be anything, and I really, that's probably the most important part of this, is from a mindfulness standpoint, if I am not being aware of what my mind is doing, there may be times where I may just out of habit, and I think really that's another thing that's very important about this, this is just one of, 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 of a variety or many mental habits or habits of mind that we can fall prey to if we're not careful. And because of the fact that I have the ability to practice, and just like everyone has that ability to practice being more aware, I have the benefit of a practice that will allow me to, when I start going down the rabbit hole, so to speak, or when I kind of veer off the road and uh, tend to go off the, you know, off the roadway and off into the wild in my mind, so to speak, where I am just, you know, I am literally constructing storylines about this. I am, you know, beginning to invest really heavily in beliefs and also even to the point of trying to convince myself. Uh, it's almost in a weird sort of way. It's almost like talking myself into believing that something is wrong or someone was ups is upset at me or mad or disappointed in me. And... Because of the fact that I have the ability to be aware of it, the saddest part of this is that, you know, if I, if I have the ability and if I practice being aware of it, and when I don't avail myself of that, and there is kind of like you almost envision, it's sort of like a kind of like a, it's a very delicate balance. You can kind of think of a scale, you know, an old fashioned scale uh, that has, you know, basically you can place objects on two different sides of a scale and, you know, we have the, you know, what's, we, we have the ability to see that, you know, while we want to be aware of what's going on, at the same time, we also want to not get overly caught up in the emotions and investing really heavily in the emotions that tend to drive this sort of, you know, beliefs that we are investing in and really seeing our, you know, identifying ourselves with being, you know, the, someone who someone's angry at or upset at or disappointed in and being the person that's involved in a situation where something is wrong. So there's always that. The idea is, is that I, you know, I'm always trying to kind of achieve that delicate balance. I don't want to 
trying to constantly convince myself that everything is okay or that, you know, I'm always trying to convince myself that, you know, no one's angry or upset at me or disappointed in me because then what I'm trying to do is then I'm investing in those beliefs. And so that doesn't really help either. So it leaves me in a position where I really, the only thing I can do effectively that really allows me to cope more effectively, and this is where we start getting into mindful coping, the only thing that allows me to really be fully invested in life and being here now where it all happens is to not really get carried away. It's kind of like that balance, you know, again, that scale. I don't want to get too caught up in believing that these things are happening, but I also don't want to get too caught up in trying to convince myself that they're not happening. And the only way I can do that is kind of really go down the middle of the road or what the Buddha referred to as the middle path. We don't want to get really caught up one way or the other. I just really want to be aware of the fact that as a human being, I can have a tendency to want to believe, you know, to, to really invest in beliefs on one side of that scale or the other. And this week was one of those situations, there were, there were a couple of situations where I got pretty far down the road, and I admit it. And even though I was somewhat aware of it, it, it was almost as if there, again, there has to be a willingness to, you know, if I know the truth of the situation, and in this case, the truth was that I really didn't know that anyone was upset at me or disappointed in me. And I didn't really know that anything in particular was wrong, but at the same time, though, I was, for whatever reason, you know, and, and there again, I think it's very hard to know. I guess the question would be, you know, why do we do this to ourselves? And I, and I clearly was, if, if you use that phrase, I was doing that to myself. I mean, I, I was somehow under the impression that something, you know, like this was happening in a couple of different situations in my life. There was no real behavior uh, that I could point to where I could definitely say, yeah, something is wrong. There's, you know, there's something that's not right here. Someone is upset or disappointed, you know, with me or, or disappointed in me. But what I, what I wanted to do was really to, you know, there again, the idea would be not to try to brute force and stop this from happening. What I really want to be able to do is just be aware that I am thinking this. And the idea here again is not to, uh, you know, not to try to, to will myself not to think these thoughts. It's really about how do I cope with them? How do I just kind of sit with those thoughts and become aware of them and realize that somehow I am thinking this way? I am believe, starting to, you know, in some, either that or I'm either starting to believe it or I have already begun to believe it and beginning to kind of create that storyline in my mind of something being wrong. And what I really want to do is to just be able to, and I was luckily able to do that. I, you know, I did spend some time, I can't say exactly how long because I can't really remember, but we're probably talking and it doesn't even really matter because then again, that's just a measurement. Then, then if I get really caught up in how long I get carried away before I'm able to catch myself, then that also becomes something that, you know, if I start charting or graphing those things and then I'm, you know, quote unquote, measuring my performance, this is really not the, uh, the the focus of this. This is not really classically what you'd refer to as a self-improvement project. What this is about is just being kind and gentle with myself and, and to myself and really just giving myself the benefit of the practice. And that really boils down to 
if I'm aware that I'm doing these things, if I'm thinking these things and believing in them and, and, and creating that storyline. And that's what I actually did this week. And I'd like to say that it immediately makes you feel better and gives you a sense of relief, but it really doesn't because I really don't, you know, at that point, all I know is, and that's why one of the things I want to be very careful about is, is to focus on if there's things that I think that I know are happening, what do I really know is happening? And it's kind of a way of kind of, you know, in the moment taking inventory and really looking at, you know, what do I really know about this? You know, whatever it is that I'm thinking uh, in terms of the emotions that I am experiencing. And in this case, I was able to come to the conclusion that I did not really have any facts at all to support the thoughts that I was having about this. Really what was happening was I was just engaging in, when I took a closer look at this, and there again, there were some times when this was coming up for me that I caught myself thinking this way, that I did not have time. And I do want to emphasize that, that it's not the end of the world. It's okay if we become aware of these things. Just because we become aware of it does not always mean that we must attend to and critically think about and unpack all of these things, you know, the moment that we discover it's happening. There were some times this week when I had work that needed to be done at a certain time, I had responsibilities that I needed to attend to and commitments that I needed to keep. So it was really just focusing on, okay, I know that my mind is going there. I know that I'm doing this. And there again, it takes a little bit of practice to do this, that, you know, we're all clearly, I believe, capable of this. It's just a matter of whether we want to do it. And I know that I've had times where I have wanted to do it and times where I haven't. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm bad or wrong when I'm not willing to do it. It just means that I'm going to suffer in some way and that it doesn't have to be that way. But there's no judgment there. I'm not, you know, not beating myself up emotionally about that. It's just a choice that I make. So there were some times this week when I had to, quote unquote, you know, put a pin in it, so to speak. I just, you know, I didn't have time to really dig into it. And the beautiful part was, is that I was able to do that when I had time after I'd taken care of what I needed to take care of. So it's, you know, from a coping standpoint, when I'm trying to, you know, cope mindfully or practice mindful coping, it's really about trusting in the process and trusting in myself. And also I want to trust in other people as well until I have some reason to not do that. So I really want to open myself up and be willing to be more vulnerable and live and that's what I did. There was times this week for a period of hours that I just had to sit with the fact that I was feeling this way. I could not stop it. I did not want to try to stop it because there was no point in that that wasn't going to help. And I just really, even though I was aware of it, I was able to pay attention to the things I really needed to pay attention to because there were things that I did need to do and take care of. And I was able to do that even feeling like maybe something was wrong. And it's amazing over time what I find is is that the longer – and there again, it's I think it's also – this is just a, a skill that you build over time is the capacity to – and I think it probably what it boils down to is just practicing being able to do this uh, when it's needed. Obviously, we don't want to – we don't want to, you know, uh, avoid – unpacking things and, and, and things that we're dealing with emotionally and thoughts that are, you know, self-defeating and causing us difficulties. You know, we don't want to just purposely not 
deal with those things and attend to them. It's more along the lines of this is the way life is sometimes, and it provides us with opportunities we don't have any choice sometimes. Well, we do have a choice. We clearly can choose not to take care of what we need to take care of, but it's if we want to really cope and live a full life and really be here where it's all happening, we really have to, and there again, not have to, but we want to practice being mindful on our feet. And that means sometimes not being able to deal with all these things completely, and we can't always resolve what's going on in our head while we're taking care of business, so to speak. So that's really what it boils down to is that I can, you know, I had to do that this week. And the more I have to do that, not because I'm trying to do it, but the more, you know, when life is like this and I'm able to, you know, take care of things and know that I'm going to need to resolve some things later, it gets a little easier to do that over time. And I don't want to use that as a way to avoid dealing with any of these things emotionally and dealing with what's going on in my head. But it is a necessity sometimes if we want to take care of what we need to take care of. And as long as I keep my commitment to myself that when I do have time, and that's really what I did this week, was I was able to, when I had the opportunity to really start to unpack all these, you know, these thoughts that I was having and these fears that I was harboring uh, and, and, and the things I was worrying about, then I was able to rationally determine, okay, if someone, if I think someone's mad at me, then I had the opportunity to reach out to them and ask them the question. And it is scary to do that sometimes. And I'm not saying that that's really part of mind. Well, I guess it, in, in a way it is part of mindful coping, but it's really just doing what we need to do to determine whether anything is really wrong or not. So that, and, and so that we can take care of it if we need to. And that's what I had the opportunity to do earlier this week was when I had time and I had the presence of mind and the mental bandwidth to do it and to be prepared for the fact that if I ask someone, you know, hey, I think maybe you're upset with me. You know, hey, I think maybe you're disappointed in me. Is there something wrong between us? Is there is there something, you know, that's going on that I'm not aware or I'm aware of it, but I just don't know what it is. And I need to be prepared to hear the answer and uh, and allow myself to hear what's being said with there again, that can provide a tremendous potential for us to, you know, when, if someone tells us the answer is yes, and they maybe tell us why, maybe they don't tell us why, that provides a tremendous potential for us to start even suffering even more because then we can tend to react to whatever they're saying. And then we go into, you know, feelings and thoughts of guilt and shame and things along those lines. So I want to take a deep breath and make sure I'm really ready to hear what someone's going to say. And as scary as it is, the the thing that is so healing about it is, is that, you know, either way, if they are or they aren't feeling a certain way about us or towards us, at least we know. And then the speculation is over. And then it's really a matter of starting to be aware of whatever our minds are doing with whatever information that's given back to us, with whatever feedback that we get. And then the process starts all over again. It's just like another cycle of this. And then I have to be able to sit with those feelings because I may or may not be able to do anything about why they're upset with me or why they're disappointed in me. Uh, I may have made a mistake. I may have overlooked something. I may have done it on purpose. I, you know, I just don't know. But I do know that, you know, this is, you know, just asking the question and unpacking this is just one part of this from a coping standpoint. And then I've got to really be able to deal with whatever feedback comes my way. And I've had numerous situations in my life where the feedback has been both kinds. And, 
you know, it's wonderful when the feedback is, uh, you know, no, I'm not upset with you. No, I'm not, you know, angry at you. No, I'm not disappointed in you. Nothing is wrong. We're fine. But then there can be the whole thing about doubting it. And then all of a sudden I become aware of the fact that I'm having doubts about this. And that's really where I, once again, I can get myself into a whole downward cycle of all these, you know, obsessive thoughts and self-defeating thoughts about, well, maybe there really is something wrong and they're just not telling me. And while I can't necessarily do this like a flow chart and say, if this happens, do this. If this happens, this is what I do. Because this is this can get a little complicated. And the, really what I want to do here is to be able to to help explain how mindfulness practice and how mindful coping practice can make this less complicated. And really, it's just a matter of slowing everything down as it happens in the moment. And I realize sometimes with interpersonal relationships, you know, things can start moving very, very quickly. We can start react. We can react within the blink of an eye to whatever someone does or says to us. And if I can be aware of how I am reacting to things as they're happening, the more I pay attention to it, what I, what I find is that it kind of slows things down to a certain degree. It kind of slows down what I refer to as the game tape, so that if I'm reviewing this or living this in real time, everything doesn't seem to be moving quite so quickly if I am really, you know, just being aware from moment to moment what is actually happening. And sometimes it's a matter of saying something to myself, either out loud or in my head. And, you know, one of the ancient meditative practices does revolve around that. So, as an example, if I'm thinking that someone is upset with me, I would literally either say out loud, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing a meditative practice, I'm sitting still, I'm watching what's, what my mind is doing, I'm paying, quote-unquote, watching it. I, I realize I can't really watch it, but I'm just paying attention to it. And if I'm doing that, then I say it out loud. And the reason for doing that is the belief has been, you know, from, from, for, you know, thousands of years that these practices have been around that by saying it, we ultimately be, you know, it helps. It's a tool to help us be more aware that we're doing it. I'm not advocating or saying that, you know, that anyone should do that unless they think it would help. But what I, you know, I did do that for many years and sometimes find that occasionally just out of habit, if I am, you know, catching myself, thinking in a certain way, I will, you know, either quietly or out loud quietly to myself say that. And then it's really, that's, it's almost like it's the awareness talking to us. Uh, it's just really a way of helping ourselves uh, understand what it is that our minds are doing so that we can uh, be more present with it and sit with it. So this week, the interesting thing about all this is that I did not find any evidence that any of these, anything was wrong in these particular situations. I did not find that anyone was upset with me or disappointed in me. What I did find is that, and that's good. I definitely am happy about that. And if people tell me that, you know, I realize that depending on who it is, how they say it, how it's conveyed, I may or may not feel comfortable with what, with what's being told. I also realize, and there again, this isn't a judgment about anyone else or an accusation against anyone else. It's just that I know there are times in interpersonal, interpersonal relationships when we're not comfortable saying that something is wrong or we're not telling people. And I've been that person before. I've done that for various reasons. And it's, you know, out of either fear of upsetting them, disappointing them. 
it, after a while, this gets to be kind of a complicated feedback loop. And it doesn't have to be because once someone tells me something, I have a choice. I can either believe what they say and take it to heart or I can, even though maybe my gut is telling me that maybe they're not being completely honest or open with me about it, I'm not going to accuse them of anything. I'm not going to judge them uh, harshly in any way. I'm just going to realize, hey, maybe maybe they really do feel that way. I'll never really know because I can't read people's minds. And if they if they're not being able to, to if they're not able to share these things with me, they may very well have a reason, and it's not up to me to judge whether or not that reason is valid or not. And so I may sometimes have to live in the uncertainty of even if they tell me they're not upset, it quote unquote feels like they are. Something in my gut is telling me that they're that that what they're saying is not really congruent with how they're feeling. And I can't force someone ultimately to tell me how they're really feeling. So there again, it kind of loops back again to, okay, if there's not anything I can really do about this to change it, what's the best thing for me to do? And in my case, and many people that I've worked with and taught mindfulness and mindful coping too, the only thing I can really do is return back to continuing to be aware, continuing to be mindful, continuing to cope mindfully, and just doing the best I can with what I can control. And and because I can't change people's minds, I can't talk them into or out of anything. I just have to keep it's almost like I keep returning. And I've heard other I've heard teachers say this before and other people, we return back to ourselves. That really is what it boils down to. We really are, you know, returning back into our own awareness and that's really all we have at some at a certain level, at a certain point, we have a certain point that we reach. And that I have to just be able to trust in this this whole process. I can't fix it all. I just have to, and there again, what I, you know, I can either choose to be aware of the fact that I may be entertaining thoughts of of not being adequate or there being something wrong with me, or you know, surely I've upset them in some way. Surely I've disappointed them. And it's easy to do that, but then again, what you know, that's not really saying anything about them. It's really saying something about myself. I have convinced myself somehow that I am inadequate or that I have done something wrong or how could I have done this or this or didn't do this. And so once I'm aware of that, I can let, you know, over time I can let go of that. And there again, it may be that at some point I need to really sit down and pick that apart and unpack it and figure out and do the work of determining why I'm continuing habitually to think that I'm not adequate or to think that there must be something wrong with me or, you know, it's me. I know it's me. It's not them. It's me. And I don't have to be a victim of that unless I just allow myself to do so. What I can do is just be aware of that I'm, that I'm thinking this way. <clears throat> be aware that this is a habitual reaction of some sort and not invest any more time and energy in believing it and identifying as that person that's inadequate or has done something wrong or hurt somebody or whatever it is. If I have done something, I clearly want to be aware of it and I want to make try to make it right in whatever way I can and I want to try to to be kind and gentle with myself and ultimately heal that within me and I can't look to other people to do that I have to do I know I each one of us has to do that work ourselves or not we we have a choice but ultimately it has to come from within ourselves so the mindfulness practice and the mindful coping practice really does help when we can begin to find ourselves making things a lot more complicated than they probably have to be in some cases. I can't say in every case that's the situation. But I know for me, there's been so many times in my life where I've wasted so much valuable time and so much valuable energy 
investing in these thoughts and believing what I'm thinking about how I'm feeling when it re, when it's and when it relates to somehow that I've disappointed or hurt someone or made them angry at me or failed them in some way or that there is just something wrong between me and, and one other person or multiple people and the practice really has helped me get back to the basics of what am I really capable of? What can, if there is something that needs to be, to be fixed or taken care of, what is it that I can do? And coming back to that awareness just enables me and empowers me to be able to, uh, to be, you know, to really deal with what it is that I know and accept the fact that there are some things I don't know and may never know. But in the in the in the absence of that information, in the absence of that knowledge, I I can still cope, and it's just a matter of enabling, continuing to empower and enable myself to do so. And it's available to any of us. It's just a matter of focusing on the things that I really can control, and I know I can choose to be more aware of what I'm thinking about how I'm feeling, and I know I can choose to cope and utilize these tools to cope more effectively and to really be here with people and be in life and not withdrawing from it or running from it or living it conditionally and, and accepting and being open to this, but then being completely closed to something else and really just embrace life as it is in total.